Buenos dias! Welcome to another daily devotion. I am your host today, El Padre, Pastor Jesse. Today we are beginning the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1. If you have not read it already, please go ahead and do so. We are going to spend all of our time today in verses 1 through 4. And I would like to just thank those of you who have been faithful. You guys have been here. You've been watching. You've been listening. Those of you who listen through the Spotify podcast, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for watching the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for joining us each and every day. Uh, Luke, uh, we know you're, we know you're joining in. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, I, I know that it's, for some people, it is a big chore to spend time in the Bible every day. Uh, and so hopefully this reading plan has helped you to be able to get into the routine. Um, we're going to continue doing this, and hopefully by the end of the year, you can be in a healthy rhythm of spending time with the Lord each and every day. Keep in mind, these videos, these podcasts, they're, they're not meant by any means to replace your personal time with the Lord. Please, 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 please don't stop reading just because we're doing videos. Uh, just use the video as a plan so that you know what's available. Get the, the email with the, 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 what do they call it? The, the, the reading schedule. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, get that and hopefully, uh, just, just stay up to date. So our, our hope here is not to replace your personal reading time. But our hope is to instead just uh, accommodate it or um, think of us like salt and pepper and garlic to go on, to go on top, just to flavor it a little bit. So here, let's jump in. If you haven't read it already, please go ahead, pause the video now and go do that and then come back and join us. So um, let's jump in. Verse one, Luke chapter one, verse one, it says many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. So that is all one sentence. And I want to, to say this really quick, because um, for some people, um, they they wonder how trustworthy is the Bible, how trustworthy are the the books of the Bible, and I want to point out a couple of different things uh, because I feel like this this answers that. Uh, and so today we're going to focus. The whole thing is is on this that you can have certainty, like in verse four, of the things about which you have been instructed, or in some of your cases, the things you are being instructed in. Uh, the certainty of the things that have happened. Today's theme is just going to be exactly that. It's going to be certainty. That you can have certainty. That Jesus uh, is who he said he was. And that the, the eyewitnesses and the original servants of the word have handed things down. And all we're doing is carrying out exactly what they handed down. So one thing to point out in verse 1, it says this. Many have undertaken to compile a narrative. Now, we have five 
Uh, we call them the, 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 well, there's the synoptic gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then, but we have the gospels within the Bible, which are, um, historical accounts of the things that Jesus has said and did. Uh, and so that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are all considered the gospels. And so if you haven't done so, by the way, please go ahead and check out the, the first video we did for this series. Uh, for all the gospel um, writers, it's uh, December 31st video. Uh, we call it the introductory video. So go check it out. Pastor Dan does a really great job of dissecting each one of the gospel books and helping us to understand what each author's uh, themes are and all that stuff. So many have undertaken to compile a narrative. Now you could say that five uh, written down accounts are, are many. Uh, but to be honest with you, I have a hunch. I have a feeling that there's actually significantly more out there, uh, but have not all been canonized. And so, um, I believe that, um, there are probably lots of books out there, lots of letters, lots of documentation of the things that Jesus said and did, uh, but have either been lost or hidden. Uh, or um, concealed on purpose by different people um, for lots of different reasons. So, But many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us. Now, you yours could also say something along like this, events that have been accomplished or events most surely believed. Uh, most surely believed. The events that are surely believed. They are most surely believed. Or these are events that have accomplished. You can understand this. If if you get nothing else out of this, you can believe with absolute certainty these events happened. The things that are documented in the Gospels, these, these are events that actually happened. The things that are documented that Jesus said, he said those things. The things that he said he did, he did those things. There are eyewitnesses, more than one. Uh, in, in the, the Bible and in the book of Deuteronomy and in several other places, it says that, uh, every matter will be established with two or three witnesses. Witnesses. You have to have two witnesses. Uh, think about it like this. This is really crazy to me, but there's, uh, a lot of people out there who don't want to acknowledge the eyewitness accounts of the people that were there. Uh, now, Luke isn't claiming to to have been there. Uh, Luke here is actually claiming, uh, we're going to hear in a second though, that he interviewed the eyewitnesses. He's alive at the same time as the people that were standing there, and they do not take the time to discredit him. So, here we go. Just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. And now, keep in mind, Luke is alive at the same time as Paul. He's a disciple of, of Paul's. So he very well could have been alive at the time that Jesus um, accomplished all of these. Maybe he just wasn't there. Um, but either way, uh, he interviews these original eyewitnesses. Since I have carefully investigated everything from the very first to write to you an orderly sequence, most honorable Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been instructed. So we see in the book of Acts, right? We see um, a continuation 
of how this this story that takes place starting with um here in in verse five it starts with the the prediction of john the baptist's birth all the way into the prediction of jesus's birth and it, it details uh the history of the church main events things that take place in, in up until uh the end of the book of acts which uh basically goes to the end of paul's ministry and so one of the things that is really important for us to recognize here is that he has carefully investigated everything from the very first. There are lots of historians that will read the book of Luke and the book of Acts and think to themselves, wow, this guy is very detail-oriented. He writes like a scholar. He writes like an incredibly well-educated man. Um, and he says this, that he investigates the things that are handed down to us by the servants of the word and the original eyewitnesses. This, this is taking things from, from verbal things, right? Like just verbally handed down testimonies to saying, look, we got to document it. We got to write it down so that we, people will be able to say, uh, later on that we have these, um, these things documented. And so with that being said, uh, Theophilus means uh, lover of God. And so um, here is a Greek who loves God and who uh, Luke here is, is trying to convey to him uh, the certainty of the things that Jesus did and said. Um, now, something that I think is really important is that a lot of one of the things I mentioned earlier with with people trying to discredit the book of Luke, um, it, think about, uh, about it kind of like this, where... Um, you are going to a trial, uh, but they say something along these lines. All of those who were there, all of the eyewitnesses, you're not allowed to say anything. Your testimony is invalid because you knew the person. You were there. Your, your testimony is biased because you were standing there. And then they're going to proceed to try to put together this case based on all the evidence and things that are found, but things that uh, could have been there, things that might have been there, but you're not allowed to actually confirm any of that with the people that were standing there and watched said thing happen. That's what they are doing with these, these books. They're saying that because Luke and Mark and John are, uh, they're biased because uh, they knew Jesus, they followed Jesus, they believed he was God, and therefore their opinions are irrelevant. Well, guess what? The reason that they're convinced is because they, they, they saw it with their eyes, they talked to the people who saw it with their eyes, they carefully investigated, and they decided that they chose to worship Jesus based on what they saw and read and talked to and heard. And so for us, each and every one of us, We've got to recognize this, that there is a certainty to, to the truth that's in this book. Uh, that they, this, this is a book that is written by people who are eyewitnesses. This is a book that is written by people who interviewed eyewitnesses. Every single one of these, these things, there were people alive. There were people that were there. There were multiple people that witnessed these accounts and they all could have discredited these things at the time. Uh, and so one of the things that I, I want to point out is this. They think that the book of Luke 
was written somewhere around uh, AD 62. So think about it like this. Jesus would have only been dead for roughly 30 years, about the time that this was written, which is like, I'm 35. So when I was five years old, it, it, it's that much time has passed, which is not a lot of time. Uh, that would be like when you, you talk to your grandparents and you ask them about what it was like when you were a baby or when I was a baby. Does that mean that their account is screwed up or does that mean that what they remember of when I was a baby, uh, when I was five years old, does that mean that their testimony of what they remember is invalid? Not at all. Uh, that's a totally reasonable amount of time to recall things, to write them down. Now, if it had been 200 years and we'd all have been like, well, clearly your grandma didn't live to 200 years old. So um, with that being said, uh, I want to point out this last thing because he says this, so that you may know with certainty of the things about which you have been instructed. Um, he is is 100% trying to emphasize to Theophilus that the things that he has been instructed in, in other words, that the way, uh, the, the truth of Jesus, he wants him to understand that it is trustworthy, uh, that he can absolutely be convinced. He can be certain that it is true. Um, and also, something that you'll notice, uh, here it says this, it, Luke says to write you an orderly sequence. In other words, the things that uh, are written here are, are intended to be written in not just sequential order, but think of it more like a timeline where Matthew and Mark, um, their, their stories are, uh, they're not necessarily intended to be like read like you would read a chronological event. Uh, it's sometimes it's just like, hey, here are the events that take place outside Jerusalem. And then here's this culmination of events that take place in Jerusalem. Uh, and it, it's they're not necessarily meant to be chronological, where I do think that Luke's version is absolutely trying to accomplish that. So with that being said, uh, be aware uh, if you're not saved yet. Uh, Luke is absolutely going to be trying to convince you, uh, unless you're Jewish, a Gentile. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to convince you that you should believe in Jesus. And so with that being said, as we go through the book of Luke, you're going to recognize uh, that he's absolutely trying to convince you of that. And another emphasis he's going to be making is on the Holy Spirit. Um so uh, as we as we dive in, I'm just going to read real quick. He says, for he will be in great in the sight of the Lord and he will never drink wine or beer and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. I want you, if you can, take a moment and underline that. Because this is kind of an interesting thing here. It says that John who will become known as John the Baptist, will be filled with the Holy Spirit from inside the womb. Uh, which means that you and I can also have the Holy Spirit from the moment that we are in the womb. 
Um, but what's interesting to me is this. Uh, it, it says in verse 16, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. So if you have uh, any kind of way of marking it, I just want you to underline those two in particular verses. And then let's go, let's go on, get another color or something like that and go on to verse 17. And he, and he will go before him and in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of their fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. Uh, John's job here is to prepare the people of Israel, the people, um, of, of Jerusalem, uh, the people of Judea, to be prepared, uh, to be ready for the Lord. And so we know this, that our purpose is very much the same in many ways. Uh, that our job is also to turn the people, uh, people around us to the Lord. Uh, we may not have the specific calling of the people of Israel. Uh, some of us do, some of us don't, but we all have the calling to share the gospel. We all have a calling to make disciples. And so with that being said, I don't know how many of you guys have heard this, but our hope through this church, Redeeming Life Fellowship, that our our vision would be to see 10% of the Whitley County population reached, discipled uh, for the glory of God. And so with that being said, our hope would also be that you, as you watch these videos, that you would be willing to join us in accomplishing that mission, that we would go out we would share the gospel together, that we would be willing to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, that those people can also be instructed in the the testimony of Jesus and that they can also be certain certain of those events. Uh, let's take a moment now and let's pray and then we'll close. Lord, we thank you so much for everything that you've said. Lord, I pray that you would build our faith. Lord, that we would believe the words that we've read. Lord, we pray that you would help us to understand that we too also have a calling to introduce people to you, that we would prepare people for you. Uh, and Lord, we ask that today you would give us an opportunity to share our faith with somebody. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that the certainty uh, of your people would arise, that we would be more and more convinced of these events. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining our video today. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Click the little bell and you'll be notified when our videos come out. Also, if you haven't seen it yet, you can go to Amazon and search Jesse Eisenhower and a letter to the fatherless. It is available. You can read uh, chapters one through three for free. Please, 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 please check it out. Please leave a review. We need your help. Uh, leave lots of reviews, even if um, even if you don't like what you read. Uh, leave a review anyway; it'll help us. Um, also, we have uh, two other podcasts: the A Letter to the Fatherless podcast and Fire Within podcast, which is more of an emphasis on sharing the gospel. You're welcome to check those things out. Please do; uh, they're on Spotify. We thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time, also known as tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scout.